0: sansbury one of the authors of pen named jane pen named jane is a weekly column on patch.com that i share with fellow writer Catherine shire in our columns Catherine and i explore the truths we encounter during our daily lives as mothers we tell stories that are intimate yet as katherine's 10-year-old says epic we welcome you to respond on our facebook page search for pen Name jane pen Name jane always right from the heart
1: I'm a query
0: podcast I read my column that appeared on Dunedin Florida's patch.com on March 23rd, 2011. To find the article, visit Dunedin D U N E D I N patch.com and search for pen name Jane.
1: the war. Don't A drama queen puts
0: herself in timeout. How Not to Guide for Arguing in Front of Your Kids. I like to think of myself as a recovering drama queen. In moments of anger, I may seem quiet and possibly even under control, but in my head I'm throwing fits, screaming, and destroying people's lives. In my head, I imagine every element of my revenge. I go over the steps in painstaking detail. I hatch late-night, ski-masked plans that involve bricks thrown through windows and leaflet smear campaigns but I'm careful to only indulge the queen in my imagination. Except, I have to admit, she seeps out a bit when I fight with my husband, especially when we first got married. I like to slam doors and throw things. I would scream in a high-pitched, truly laughable scream. And I like to walk out, dramatic exits that included speeding off in the car, headed nowhere, and then trying to calculate how many minutes I actually had to be gone in order to prove my point. During the first year of our marriage, one of the biggest obstacles we dealt with was learning to fight. It was a long process trying to figure out what you can say and what you can never say. The first lesson we learned, don't bring up the word divorce no matter how intensely you're trying to demonstrate the importance of your point. Lesson number two, if you actually want to resolve a fight, you must swallow your pride and actually listen to what the other person trying to tell you instead of just thinking of your next line of defense. After some long nights of fighting and making up and fighting again, my husband and I found a way to resolve disagreements together without escalating them to 11. Or so I thought. Then we had kids. In order to keep newly sober addicts from falling off the wagon, recovery groups like Alcoholics Anonymous teach the rule of halt. It instructs you to avoid getting too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired four things that happen all at once when you have children. The stress levels get higher, the sleep hours get lower, and a drama queen may get re-released into the wild. The fact that my drama queen was back out wasn't necessarily a big problem with our first child's infancy. But as soon as our son got a little bit older and more aware, I started to feel real crappy yelling and throwing things in front of his sweet little frightened face. And I could never just walk out and leave him. This had always been my favorite trick when we were childless, but would have terrified him. During one heated argument with my husband, I tried to walk out, but I took my son with me. It took me 20 minutes to leave because I was scrambling around trying to find a sippy cup, wrestling a few clothes on him, then carrying him out to the car and buckling him into the car seat. Then I had to quickly run back into the house to throw a plastic baby pool at my husband's head. Until he got that pool thrown in his face, I think my husband thought I was just happily taking our son to the park. It wasn't exactly the dramatic exit I desired. So I had to ask myself, how does a recovering drama queen resolve conflicts, while well borderline insane from exhaustion, without yelling and screaming and leaving and inflicting days of silent treatment? My one unhelpful friend suggested that I just start being an adult about it. What? What exactly does that mean for the queen? Before kids, my husband and I could have an argument the moment something happened. We could stay up all night discussing it. Now we had to wait until the kids went to sleep, and then we spent our precious free time arguing. Before, we could scream and holler and get all our anger out immediately. Now we swallowed all that anger and stored it up for later. I would give the kids a bath and fume while I was truthfully singing, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. I would read the kids a story at night and impersonate all the different characters, but really in my mind I was just going over what I was going to yell at my husband when I got back downstairs. But then, when the kids were asleep and I finally got a break and I had time to talk, it seemed like such a waste to spend it fighting. Isn't it better to just bottle it all up and with each passing disagreement become a little more bitter? Well, it at least provided me with the time to sit on the couch and watch TV. But even in my sleep-deprived state, I knew this was not the answer. Is this how people wake up in ten years and say, it's like we're just roommates? But between late-night fighting and faking peace, I was unable to figure out what was the healthy in-between. I knew there was something important about being able to relax together at night, something that we both needed. But becoming emotionally shut down wasn't the answer. Then, like so many times in life, an age-old cliche suddenly became very meaningful. Don't sweat the small stuff. If I wanted to actually be happy at night, I had to start letting some things go. I started using the rule, will this matter in 5 weeks, 5 months, or 5 years? If my husband doesn't wash the sippy cups exactly as directed in my 10-point sterilization plan, is that really such a big deal? And if it doesn't matter, then I have to drop it. For a drama queen, that means shutting up both my mouth and my brain, which I'm not good at. Many nights, like giving a command to the dog, I'd have to tell myself, drop it. Sometimes I think the petty arguing is really just a cry for help. Pay attention to me. Listen to me. Look at me like you used to. We'd stop having fun together, just the two of us as adults. we spend all of our time together as mama and dada. I read a study that said doing novel things with your partner produces the same chemicals in your brain that you produced when you first fell in love. Doing new things together is a way to keep the love alive. So my husband and I are making an effort to go do something new together, like ride a roller coaster. Okay, well, maybe we just talk about riding a roller coaster while we play Scrabble, but we're at least trying to have fun together again. More fun and don't sweat the small stuff. For now, the queen is appeased. Music for this podcast, Shake RMX Funk Bass by Abanda Shake, was provided by Mevio's Music Alley, found at music.mevio.com.
1: Some secret of success